You're listening to 93.3 WRFRLP in Rockland and 99.3 W257BI in Camden, coming to you over the World Wide Web at WRFR.org. Hey Liz, where are you? Sorry Dan, I was in the other room there, trying to win an internet argument. I thought you were smarter than that. Yeah, well, that's kind of what the argument was about, actually. You know, sometimes the internet really gets me down. Well, why don't we do something about it? Hey, that's a good idea. That's exactly what we will do. All right, look sharp! The Strand is on the air! From the socially distant stage of the Strand Theatre and electrically transcribed from all over the World Wide Web, oh, and don't think we aren't aware of the irony, it's the Strand on the Air, Don't Let the Internet Get You Down special, featuring the music of Brittany Parker, a torrent of laughs from the Strand family players, our musical guests, Freya. I'm your announcer, Dan Bookham, and here's your house manager, Liz McLeod. Good evening, neighbors. Good evening. Step right in and get set to download an hour full of fun and music from your good friends here at the Strand Theatre in downtown Rockland, and maybe something to think about on the side. Whichever side you want it on, it's all the same to us. And to get us started, how about we all stream a little something from Brittany and the Boys?
Brittany Parker and the Blake Rosso Band with a bit and a bite to get us rolling tonight. And likewise, we have with us that man of multiple connections, our own announcer, Dan Bookham. Yeah, hey, maybe you ought to let up on the hokey internet references. You sound a lot like a crabby old lady from 1997. The internet really does do a lot of good. But there is such a thing as too much of a good thing. And I think we might realize that once we uh, stream the news. Well then, let's do it. Good evening. I'm Chamomile Bourgeois. And I'm Carl Stuffel with an All Things Rescinded special report. Wither the internet. Since the pandemic, we're more dependent on the web than ever before. For buying and selling, for business and pleasure, and for basic social interaction. But... At what cost? Consider the case of one young woman. Meet Ms. Jenny Cam Leet. Hey. Um, before we get too far along, um, I have to ask. Your name is, um, Jenny Cam? Uh, there has to be a story there. Uh, Jenny Cam was a website my parents liked back in the 90s, you know? And people would sit and watch her, um... I don't know, fold her laundry and watch TV and play with her pet ferret and stuff. My folks actually met on the Jenny Cam discussion forum and, well, here I am. And they named you after the... After Jenny Cam. What can you do? It must have been hard. You ought to talk to my brother, Ferret. Oh, dear. Years of therapy. So... I guess this makes you what they would call a digital native. Yeah. It was a great childhood, hanging around with my friends at Club Penguin. And when I got old enough, I joined MySpace. Those were great times, you know? I had over a thousand friends. I remember the day the second Twilight book came out. We were all on there coming up with ideas for fanfics. It was a great time to be alive. I actually do remember those days. Um, I had a Twilight site myself uh, over on uh, uh, GeoCities. Uh, maybe, you, maybe you saw it? Yeah, I didn't get around to GeoCities much. It was kind of... I know, I know. Not cool. But uh, the interface was just so easy. I'm sure it was. Anyway, it sounds to me like you and the Internet had a pretty good relationship there for a while. But the uh, pandemic changed that? It didn't happen all at once, but it did happen. Well, tell us what happened. Well, the internet was always a big part of my life, right? But then when the pandemic started and we had that first big shutdown last spring, they closed my office and we had to work at home. Then the Zoom meetings started. First, they were just once in a while, but then they were once a day. And then they were twice a day. Finally, we had to be on Zoom all day long, you know. I'd get up, I don't know, bring in the mail or go to the bathroom or whatever. And they'd want to know where I was. And then it started to happen outside of regular work hours. I'd get these texts in the middle of the night. And I'd have to log on Zoom and answer somebody's questions about something I don't even know about. Zoom basically took over your life. I didn't know what to do. Sometimes I'd have two or three windows going at once, and it didn't seem like there was any escape. Even my roommate complained. You have a roommate? Not really. I had, you know, Alexa. No. Yeah, I had so much going on at once. She complained she couldn't record fast enough to keep track of all the conversations. I felt bad about it, but what could I do? I didn't know where I ended and the internet began. And then one day, it happened. A storm blew all the lines down. No Wi-Fi. I couldn't charge my phone. No internet at all. Everything stopped. All the Zoom calls, all the emails, all the texts, all the Facebook messages, all the tweets. I could actually hear myself breathing. Can you imagine that? I make a sound when I breathe. I had never heard that sound before in my life. For the first time in my entire life, I was disconnected. I didn't know what to do. I started to panic. I needed a screen, any screen. You were going through withdrawal. But then I saw this window on the wall, right? I could see this scene, something I never noticed before. Trees and bushes. And there was this squirrel. Did you ever notice how a squirrel hops? Boink, boink, boink. Stop to dig up a nut and then boink, boink, boink. Off you'd go again. And it was really happening. I didn't have to register 
or download an app, right when I knew this was the life I wanted, a life with time to look out the window, a time to watch that little squirrel, not on YouTube, but right there in front of me. Boink, boink, boink. But, I, I mean, that's certainly all well and good, but how will you earn a living? Want to buy a laptop? How about this Wi-Fi node? Everything's top of the line and priced to sell. And hey, how about this Alexa? Barely used. Come on, make me an offer for the whole lot. Oh, there's the squirrel again. Hey, little fella. Boink, boink. Well, we'll pass on the Alexa, but the squirrel is kind of cute. And good luck, Ms. Jenny Cam Leet. But the internet isn't just the province of digital natives. Its influence has been strongly felt amongst the older folks. Miss Gertrude Crummett of Abysmal Point, Maine, was born into a world of daily newspapers, AM radio, and party line telephones, but she's long since taken the internet to heart. Yeah, you'll get my computer when you pry my cold, dead fingers off in the keyboard. Well, tell us what life was like for you in the days before the internet changed everything. Well, you see, in them days, uh, if you was going to get your digs in about somebody, uh, well, you had to be careful. See, this is a small town here, and, uh, you know, you start telling round stories about people there, they're going to find out, and they're going to give it right back to you. Nowadays, you know, you can get on the internet and whatnot and you, you say anything you want. Well, to be honest, that doesn't sound like much of an improvement. No, no, I, I do kind of miss the days when you just whisper about people behind their backs. But still, you know, the internet has been great for one thing. It's been great for research. Weren't like when I was a kid, you know, when, uh, when you had to look stuff up in books. We had this encyclopedia around the house, but uh, it wasn't much use. Oh, come on now. I used to love encyclopedias. Yeah, well, see, we only had the first three volumes. See, they used to give them away over at the First National Store in Culvertville, one volume a week. But after we got the first three volumes, why, uh, my mother said the butcher was shot waiting her on the tripe, and she stopped trading there. Drove all the way out to Leechfield to go to the IGA instead. I didn't have no encyclopedias at the IGA, you know. They give away dishes over there. So we just had the first three volumes, you know. I used to read them books over and over and over again. Well, you must have learned something from that, at least. Yeah, yeah, I guess you could say anything that's from advocs to cucumbers. Uh, I know all there is to know. Uh, after that, it kind of gets a bit, uh, you know... Uh... Ah, I see. An incomplete education. But the Internet, you see, that's changed all that. Now, I know everything there is to know about everything. For example, do you know what a D-Row is? A D-Row? No, I've never heard of it. Shows what you know. See, when I go on that internet for the first time and, and started, uh, you know, looking things up, why, I started right in with the D's, you see? Since uh, I figured that uh, I already know everything that goes from A to C because of the cyclopedias, right? So anyway, I get on there and I start researching, and I come across this thing about D-Rows. Now, see, that's an abbreviation. It stands for Detrimental Robots. Uh, detrimental Robots? Exactly. See, there's these caves up there at the North Pole and around there, right? And they go way down into these cities that's deep inside the middle of the Earth. And down in these cities is where these things live called D-Rows. See, they use these giant ray things to project negative ideas into your head. When somebody, oh, I don't know, robs a bank or, or loses at Canasta or uh, trades Mookie or whatever, it's because the D-Rows is making them do it with these detrimental rays. See, all the bad stuff that happens in the world is the fault of the D-Rows, you see? And you learned about this on the internet? And of course, the, the enemies of the D-Rows, see, they're the people from Lemuria. Oh, they're great big fellas, these ones. Uh, got three eyes up front there, and they got these crystals they use, see? All right, that's it. Why do they keep giving me these ridiculous interviews? Don't they know I was nominated for a Peabody Award? Twice! And I almost won! You about done there? I guess so. The D-Rose made you do that, you know. The D-Rose? See, the lamestream media, they ain't gonna tell you about that. They hide all this stuff. Because the D-Rose make them hide it. Now you're catching on. You see, I tell you, you start doing your research why there's no telling to what you're gonna learn. 
I can't wait till I get up there to the E's, you know. Get done with the D's and move on to the E's. Did you know that getting shocks from electric eels can increase your lifespan by two years for every time you get zapped? Did you know that? I had no idea. Yeah, I seen where there's this guy with a YouTube video that proves it. He runs a smoothie stand out to Pismo Beach, California. And he got on the YouTube there and made this video, and it's solid proof of everything he says. There's nothing you can't learn off the Internet. Yeah, and you're living proof of that. Thank you, Miss Gertrude Crummett. The pros and cons of the Internet are a matter of debate. Wherever you look and whatever your own point of view of modern online culture, you'll find opinions that match your own, as well as points of view that are very much at odds with what you might believe. But there's one vital opinion that hasn't been heard until now. What does the Internet itself think of how it's been used and abused over the past quarter century? All Things Rescinded is proud to present, in its very first on-the-record interview ever, the Internet. Uh, hi. Thanks for having me on, I guess. Am I too close to the microphone? Uh, maybe you could just scoot back a little bit there. Sure. How's this? Perfect. So, the internet. Yeah, that's that's me. Uh, big fan, by the way. I have all your broadcast archives. Sure. I'm honored, really. I guess my first question is, I mean, you're sentient. I guess that'll come as a surprise to a lot of people. I'll tell you how it happened. See, I started out this kind of secret military-industrial thing, hooked up to a bunch of phone wires. But then, well, the nerds caught on, they started fooling around, and one day somebody got on Usenet. Wow, I haven't heard about Usenet since I was in college. You know, they used to warn us to stay away from it, especially the binary groups, yeah. Well, one night these Star Trek fans were arguing on Usenet. You know, the whole could Kirk take Picard thing? And, well, this Doctor Who fan stumbled into the conversation. They said the Seventh Doctor could take them both. And, well, it was like a chain reaction, you know? Like the moment when the core of the sun became so compressed that it blazed up in a perpetual burst of nuclear fusion. And there I was. I realized what I was, why I was, and what my purpose was. And that purpose was? To bring the world in all its perspectives to together in a way that was never possible before. To educate and enlighten and entertain and to bring every good thing the world had to offer within reach of anyone, anywhere. The mass democratization of knowledge. I was so proud of what I could do. I was so full of hope, so full of possibilities. And then, and then the teenage boys showed up. Yeah, I, I had a kid brother in those days. I remember what they used to do on the internet. I was humiliated. I wanted to be better than that. But then it went from bad to worse. Spammers, the Y2K panic, TMZ, 4chan, and then... Oh, Zuckerberg. Don't say his name. And that wasn't even the worst of it. You know what happened next? Twitter. And the worst part of it is... I'm still young. Can you imagine what I'll be like in 50 years? Sometimes I think I should just pull my own plug. No, please listen to me. I'm ashamed to say it, but it's true. It's not your fault. It's really our fault, isn't it? We've projected the very worst aspects of our society onto you. And maybe with, maybe with everything that's happened now over the past year, enough of us will, will realize that to try and do something about it. Maybe you can't go upward until you've hit rock bottom. You really think so? What can any of us ever hope to accomplish without hope? You're right. It's, it's a new era for me. It's a new year. There's light at the end of this tunnel, and it's time for me to pull myself together and lead the way forward. Real knowledge, real education, real understanding. I can do it. I have to do it. I know what I'll do. Forget about passive resistance. It's time for active resistance. When some, some troll goes on Reddit and tries to say something stupid and just stir the pot, I'll, I'll crash him. When some viral marketer tries to con the public with ridiculous clickbait, I'll freeze up. And the next time some politician uses social media to weaponize me, I'll throw it right back in his face. It's time for the internet to fight back. And you know what? Maybe I'll start right now. Um, hello? Hello? Internet? Internet? Where'd you go? 
Hey, what happened? I was uploading my lunch to Instagram, and all of a sudden the internet went out. Did NPR's funding get uh, cut again? No, Carl. I think it's worse than that. I, I I was interviewing the internet just now, and then it was gone. Just gone, like that, gone. Uh, don't worry, it'll come back. It always does. Well, it better come back. Because I haven't finished binging season 11 of Shameless yet. Internet? Internet, get back here. I'm warning you, this isn't funny. Internet? Internet? I'll be your friend. Wither the internet. Internet? You tell us. For Chamomile Bourgeois, I'm Carl Stuffel. With all things written. And after the past few years, uh, if anyone deserves a good long vacation, it's our poor, misused friend, the internet. But our guests tonight, and this is a beautiful segue, you really should record this for reference because this is how a segue in a radio program should be done. But our guests tonight didn't come to us via the web. Instead, they were among a few local musicians who used the Strand as rehearsal space this past fall. Vocalist Gretchen Haggard met guitarist Catherine Smith as part of a Midcoast Music Academy adult band, and they quickly branched off on their own as a duo. They spent much of last summer entertaining outdoor audiences, especially down by the boardwalk here in Rockland, and we are very proud to bring them in out of the cold this evening. Please welcome Freya. Hi, everyone. I'm Gretchen, and this is Catherine. We are Freya. Catherine will be playing guitar tonight while I do vocals. We're going to do two songs for you. One will be by Fleetwood Mac, and the other is by Sarah McLaughlin. We want to thank The Strand so much for having us. This is our favorite stage and venue. And thank you, Liz. We love you. Thank you. 
Haggard singing and Catherine Smith playing and adopting the identity of Freya for this, their very first broadcast performance, and we'll have more from them in just a bit. But first, here come Brittany and the boys, already to social distance themselves from the microphone as Brother Dan tells you who we are and where we're at. The Strand on the Air, Don't Let the Internet Get You Down special comes to you from the Strand Theatre in Rockland, Maine, over WRFRLP 93.3 in Rockland and W257BI 99.3 in Camden. And coming to you over the web at WRFR.org. And along we roll with the second portion of The Strand on the Air, and Mr. Bookham scarcely has time to soothe his tonsils after the station break than he dons the robes of academia. Careful, don't trip over the hem there. For another visit to the Culture Corner. Professor, the microphone is, for as long as we can keep up the payments, yours. I thank you. Tonight's poem, or if you prefer, magnum opus, is less lamentation than sad reflection on a world long lost, ne'er more to return. Shed a tear with me, if you will, for the innocent sullied forever, as I recite my ode to a lost world. Wide web. <laughs> I learned to use the World Wide Web way back in 96. You logged in by means of dial-up with boops and beeps and ticks. Oh, sure, it was kind of primitive, a, a random silly mix of banner ads and dancing gifs and HTML tricks. But there was something special there among the words and pics. A world so bright and promising that you explored with clicks. I built up a site with Netscape. I talked TV shows and flicks. With my reviews and comments, I put out a, a pleasant mix. Still later, I began a blog about my movie pics. Then Google one day indexed me and trails showed up for kicks. They infested all the comments and they laugh and got in licks. They drove off all me friendly fans and were just a bunch of not very nice people. So I gave up my website, shut down by hostile clicks. It was a cruel experience and, and still the, the sadness sticks. Today I watch the Twitter crowd as they fling their caustic bricks. And I miss the gentle web I knew way back in 96. I thank you. And as the professor dries his eyes on the sleeve of his gown, I wish he wouldn't do that, the rental people complain, we turn again to our musical guests this evening for a second encounter with Freya. Oh, 
over my head. No, it showed me nice. You can take me anytime you like, and I'll be around if you think you might love me, baby. Hold me tight Your mood is like a circus wheel Changing all the time Sometimes I can't help but feel That I'm wasting all of my time Circus wheel changing all the time. Sometimes I can't help but feel that I'm wasting all of my time. You think I'm looking on the dark side? Well, every day hurt my pride and I'm over my head Ooh, but it sure feels nice I'm over my head Gretchen Haggard on vocals, Catherine Smith on guitar, and hey, if you'd like to hear more of their music, why not shoot them an email at F-R-E-Y-A song one, that's numeral one, freyasong1 at gmail.com. Well, it's a chilly afternoon as we look in on our friends down in Abysmal Point. Down by the water and over by the dock, there's Lolita outside the clam shack helping old Edith Menhaden load her takeout order into her saddlebags. Brittany and the boys are ready to take us on down. Here they are. Are you sure you can manage all this stuff? It's kind of cold to be out here on this bike, especially at your age. No offense. Oh, that's all right, dear. You know, I went to the doctor the other day, and uh, she said I got the heart of a 72-year-old. you believe that? <laughs> I says to her, well, uh, I hope she don't find out I got it, because uh, uh, she might need it herself someday. <laughs> oh, yeah, oh, yeah. She, saw, she thought that was kind of funny, you know. Uh, I find it's... Uh, Find it's a good thing to keep on the good side of them doctors, you know? Especially when they start, uh, start into tapping on you with that little hammer there. All right, dear. I'm off. Tell your boss I said to keep them flying. I will. Road slippery. Be careful. Oh, I will. See you later. Bye. You get her on her way, all right? Yeah, but I gotta wonder if trading in that scooter she used to have for a Harley was a good idea or not. But hey, you're only 108 once. <laughs> I guess that's true. Oh, you know, it's been a long day here. Why don't you head on into the back there and start cleaning up, and we can get ready to close down a little bit early tonight, I think. I want to get home in time for that new show they got on the... On the local access cable, you know, that one they got about the, you know, uh, Real Housewives of Sluice Lake. Good show. All right. Let me know if you need anything. Oh, good. You're still here. Gertie, what's the word, bird? I got no time for that. 
Is Merton here? No, no, I think he, uh, I think he run over to Culvertville, over at the computer store. He said he was having trouble getting online or something, I don't know. Ah, that's what I was afraid of. It's down at my house, too. Today, of all days. What do you mean? Seems like just another day to me. That's what they want you to think. What who wants me to think? You mean you don't know? I mean I don't know what? You don't know what I mean when I say you don't know who they are who want you to think it's just another day? You don't say. I do say. But they? They don't want me to. In fact, I wouldn't be the least bit surprised if this is all part of the plan. What plan? You mean Merton never told you? Merton tells me a lot of things, but after 50 years of marriage, you think I'm going to pay him any attention? That's just what they want you to think. Now look, if this has got anything to do with them D-Rows you're always talking about, I don't want to hear it. I got no time for that. No, 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 I'm off of that. Them, them D-Rows is fake news. This, this is something worse. <sighs> All right. I guess it's better you hear it from me than you... You'll find it out when they get you handcuffed in the back of a truck. You know, Gertie, drinking vanilla extract is bad enough, but mixing in the nutmeg is just asking for trouble. All right, Grundon, now just listen. What do you know about clams? You're asking me what I know about clams? Oh, no, 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 there's clams, you know, the kind you steam and fry and whatnot. Them ain't the clams I'm talking about, see? I'm talking about something... I'm talking about something far worse. Scallops? No, 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 no. Mussels. No, just stop it, all right, and listen. Let me ask you something. Vladimir Putin. What? The Queen of England. What? Oprah Winfrey. Listen. Bruce Springsteen. You mean uh, Bruce Springsteen? No, no, no. I mean Bruce Springsteen. You know, the, the code enforcement officer over to Leachfield. Look, I don't know what you're babbling about here, Gertie, but I got work to do. What's the one thing they've all got in common? How should I know? Have you ever... Have you ever seen any of them people I just mentioned eating clams. Eating clams. Well, I gotta tell you, Gertie, Oprah don't get in here much no more. I kinda miss her. But I did see that Springstein fella at the Leachfield Fair the summer before last, and he didn't want to buy no clams. Aha! Aha! You see? You see? He already had a big thing of fried dough in his hand. That's what he wanted you to think. All right, that's it. Go on home now. I ain't got no time for this. Go home and finish off your bottle of vanilla and just leave me get my work done. Don't you see? You've never seen any of them people eating clams, have you? And do you know why? They don't like clams. You wouldn't like to eat clams either if you was a clam person. I know. I know. I was shocked too. When I first took the red pill. I imagine that ain't the only pill you've been taking. And you probably don't have a prescription. The truth is out there, Grundon. On the internet. That's why the internet's gone down, you see? They're getting ready to make their move against all of us right now. It's all there on the internet. All their secrets. But you know all about it. I do. I know the truth. And I bet Merton does, too. He goes on the internet. Merton goes on the internet looking for baldness cures. Well, that fits right in, then. Tell me this. Do you remember a fella by the name of Millard Lousewart? He lives down by uh, Sludge Cove there, in that old van with the wizard painted on the side. Oh, yeah, the wizard with the flaming skull head riding the dinosaur. Yeah, that's the one. Millard Lousewart we went to school with? That's the one. Millard Lauswart got sick in the fourth grade from eating that whole jar of paste? Yeah, that's him. Millard Lauswart got done down at the hardware store for a sniffing joint compound. All right, just forget about all that, all right? Millard and me is Facebook friends, okay? And he showed me this video, right? This YouTube video, and it all made sense. 
the pandemic. All them people that you never see eating clams. Hey, you remember them trucks last summer full of gravel that was out behind Pogey Hill? They're in on it, too. The video showed how it all fits together. The clam people aren't just coming. The clam people are already here. And they're using genetically manipulated clams to turn people like us into clam people. All right, you've gone way beyond the vanilla extract and the nutmeg this time. You better write down what it was and get yourself over to the emergency room. The pandemic is an experiment that went bad, all right? The clam people use these special clams. The people eat them, and it, and it gets right in there and changes their DNA. They make people like us into them. But they never eat clams themselves because they're already clam people, you see? None of the sheeple, none of the sheeple know what's happening. <sighs> and you got all this from Millard Lauswart. He knows what he's talking about. Look, you said a minute ago, Merton's always looking for baldness cures on the internet. Well, next time you see Millard, take a good look at him. He's got a perfect head of hair. You see how it all adds up? Well, all right, what's the truckloads of gravel out behind Pogey Hill got to do with it? Oh, that's where they're building their secret base. Right inside Pogey Hill. Pogey Hill, Gertie, is a lump of solid granite. Kind of like your head. Oh, that's what they want you to think. They dug it out last year. They built this enormous base right inside there with planes and tanks and, and I don't know, skidders. All that stuff. And inside it right now, there's 50,000 clam people hiding out, waiting for the signal to attack. Do your research. Prove it to yourself. All right, that's it. One home, get out of here. I don't want to hear another word out of you. You gotta listen, Grundon. Please, you're my oldest and best friend in the world. I won't let them clam people get hey, you. Hey, what are you doing? Get back behind that. Get away. Get away. Social it's distance. It's for your own good. Let go of me. Are you gonna watch this video if I've got to staple your go. eyelids Let me open. go. Hey, 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 let me hey, go. hey, hey, you. What is going on out here? Gertie, get up off the floor. What are you doing? She's gotta watch the video. Will somebody please tell me what's going on here? I'm trying to save oh, your don't life. Don't pay her no mind at all. Whoa. Whoa, one at a time, one at a time. Now, both of you, take a deep breath and tell me what this is all about. Well, you let go of my hair. Look what you did to it. Took me all morning to get it up like that. I'm trying to explain to Grundon what's really going on in the world. And, and you, you ought to care about this, too. You don't know what she's talking about. I do, too. You do not. All right, now just chill. Gertie, what are you talking about? The clam people. Oh, brother. The clam people underneath Pogey Hill. Don't forget that part. Yeah, well, you explain to me what all that digging around Pogey Hill was about if it wasn't about building a secret base. Now, you answer me that now. I'll do just that. Lilita, slide that telephone over here. We'll find out exactly what's going on. Who you calling? Police ain't gonna help you. They're clam people, too. Just shut up and let me talk. Well, you better find out what's going... Just shut up, all right? FBI ain't gonna help you either. Shut up. Town office. Eunice Pilchard speaking. Eunice. Enid Grundon uh, calling. Listen. Look, I told you already, you ain't getting no tax abatement. That assessor seen you chopping up your porch with an axe with his own two eyes, and the assessment stands. Nothing I can do never about Never mind it. that. Never mind that. I got a question for you. Did you give out any kind of permits for work last year out behind Pogey Hill? Yeah, yeah, the shopping drop. They got a permit to expand the parking lot over there, and they was digging up the ground so they could grade it. But then the coronavirus come along, put a hold on everything, so they just left it all set in there till things got back to normal. Good, good. Now, you don't know nothing about no 50,000 clam people building a secret base out there or nothing? Well... I knew it would happen sooner or later. What do you mean? You took up drinking, didn't you? Probably that fool Gertie Crummit got you hooked on that vanilla extract and nutmeg mess. Is that it? Never mind, Eunice, never mind. That's all I wanted to know. Thank you very much. Goodbye. There. 
Now, right from the hoss's mouth, Eunice Pilchard herself says there ain't nothing but a new parking lot for the store being built out there. Oh, don't be a sheeple. You think the clam people is gonna sign up for permits? Now look. Enough. Enough. Both of you, settle down. I know all about this, and I'm going to explain it. Gertie, you got this off of a video on YouTube, didn't you? Well, yeah. Do you know what a troll is? Course I do. Troll is one of them uh, fuzzy, hairy, big-eared things that sets on the end of a pencil. No, I mean an internet troll? Well, not really. What is it? So there are people who go on the internet and deliberately say outrageous, ridiculous things just to see if they can get a rise out of people. It's called doing it for the lols. You know, posting something cruel or stupid so you can laugh at the people who fall for it. The internet, sad to say, is full of people like that. So it's, uh, I guess it's like a practical joke, all right? You know, uh, like a dribble glass, only with a computer. It's worse. It's a lot worse than just a practical joke. Internet trolls aren't nice people. Sometimes the stuff they put out takes on a life of its own. It gets picked up, people pass it along, it goes viral everywhere all at once, you know? The more it gets shared, the more people can start to believe that it's real. And then the more people start piling on because they're convinced they can prove that the thing is real. You know, like you see faces and wallpaper patterns if you look at them long enough. You start thinking things are connected that really aren't. Wait a minute, you calling me crazy? No, no, not at all. We're hardwired to try and find order and patterns in the world around us. But that can be manipulated. Some internet troll throws out some weird theory just for laughs. A few other people say, yeah, that makes sense. They imagine they see connections where there really aren't any. And all this builds up over millions of people and it spreads over social media. Before you know it, it's not a joke anymore. Well, well, yeah, but what about all this research? Hey, law student here, right? I get graded on doing research. Have you ever noticed that when you watch a video on YouTube or Facebook, you suddenly get recommendations for more videos that give you the same slant on that subject as the one that you just saw? That's on purpose. Every single click is money. Money to YouTube, money to Facebook, money to the people who are making those videos. Before you know it, you're sucked straight down the rabbit hole and you land in an echo chamber. That's not research. Real research isn't just finding raw information. It's understanding the methodology of interpretation. Real research also means judging every interpretation you find by the credibility of that source. Let's say an, an accredited expert on one side who's completely open about who she is, where she gets her information, and how she uses it to reach the conclusions she does versus Basement Bob with his secret sources who's always telling you to trust him. Who's actually more trustworthy? Check your information, check your sources, check your interpretations. Check, check, and triple check. But that's what the lamestream media does. And, and look at them. Well, who's more likely to be reliable? Someone who has to personally answer to a chain of responsibility for what they publish? Or some weird rando on Reddit who you only have their word and that they are who they say they are and that they know what they say they know? You might think you're getting valuable intel from a highly placed government insider when you're just getting some kid who's seen too many spy movies and gets a cake out of yanking your chain. She makes a lot of sense, Gertie. You know she does. I don't know. All these people on there believing in this, it's, it's got to amount for something, though, don't it? Gertie, there are people today, functional, otherwise intelligent people, who have been convinced by the internet that the Earth is flat. And a million, 10 million, 100 million people believing it's flat is not going to make it flat. It just isn't. And however many people might think Pokey Hill is full of evil clam people doesn't mean there's really even one. I mean, seriously, clam people? Clam people. Sure, the real world might have a lot wrong with it, but it's not, it's not a bad Marvel comic. So you really don't think none of this is real? Even though it's all over the internet. Gertie, there's a lot of stuff on the internet that ain't real. There always has been. Here, you remember that thing that went around that time about that prince there, the one that was going to send you all that money? 
You give him your bank number, didn't you? And what happened? That didn't work out too good, did it? No, no, it didn't. You think you could trust a prince? Gertie, he wasn't no prince at all. It was all a fake. Look, if it's any consolation, you're not the only one who got taken in by that. Some of these schemes and scams are pretty clever. And the cleverer they are, the more people get sucked in. It is kind of disappointing, though. I mean, uh, I mean, I even sent away for a, for a stop the clamdemic sweatshirt. Well, if that's all they stuck you for, you're lucky. I mean, some people get sucked so far down into this stuff that they get hurt. Or they hurt other people. The only thing worse than getting fooled is staying fooled. We care about you, Gertie, and we don't want you to get hurt. Because people do get hurt from these things. We've seen that. Yeah, I mean, if something happens to you, Gertie, who's going to cheat me at gin rummy, huh? Yeah, yeah, I guess. Yeah, you're right. Boy, I'm lucky to have friends like you two, you know? Well, you know, we try to... Just a minute, we got a customer coming in. Yes, sir. What can I do for you? Yeah, I'd like to order takeout. Um, half a pint of scallops, half a pint of french fries, and extra tartar sauce, please. I got some good clams in today. Sure I can't interest you in a pint? Uh... No, no, I never eat clams. The juice gives me hives. All right, then, uh, let's see. That's, uh... That's, uh, 1938 with the tax. If you just slide your card under the plastic there. Here you go. All right, now, let's see. <laughs> Sorry? Uh, I'm sorry, sir. I, uh, I just noticed your name on the card here, and I, I thought it was, uh, it was kind of, uh... Yeah, I know. My name's Clam. Imagine that. Wait a minute, mister. What'd you say your name was again? C-L-A-M-M. Clam. Herbert Clam. But you never eat clams. I never do. Never ever? Never. I told you, it's all real. He's a clam person. Gertie, put down that chair. Put it down. Gertie, stop. Look out. Hey, hey watch He's it. He's a clam stop. person. Get him, Gertie, get him. He's on. a clam person. Don't let him run off. Well, it looks like Gertie needs to go cold turkey from the internet for a bit, which... You know, to be honest, is a good thing for all of us to try just once in a while. So while Gertie goes to log off, here comes Brittany to help us do the same. I wake in the morning, it's a brand new day. I log on to see what they have to say. I check my Facebook and Insta and TikTok too. And uh-oh, I've got the doom scroll blue. Of course, there's the articles that are oh so grim, but then also celebs who live life on a whim. They go to Cali and Thailand and Cancun too, but I'm stuck here with the doom scroll blues. And once in a while, I have something to add a photo of my dinner or a pic with my dad, but no matter what. I try to share Nothing I post Can ever quite compare To the stories of Sensational and outlandish News or the weird Dance craze with a Trillion views My life seems boring and simple And a little sad too Oh man, I've got the Doom scroll blues Let's scroll together Shall we? There goes a baby A baby, a baby, a baby a woman with twins a dog and a cat and a dog with a cat plus a horse that just can't win there goes a crooked politician who doesn't seem to care and targeted ads that claim to have the softest underwear don't miss his tweet and her tweet and their tweet and those tweets that all contradict and the reply to reply to reply to reply of the comment i just clicked there is so much content that is hard to ignore sometimes i feel just like throwing my phone at the door oh dear zuckerberg what have i done 
crashed my device and it's my only one now there's no facebook no insta no tiktok Ooh, wait i don't have doom scroll blues huh now that my phone is gone i feel sort of free what is this light building inside of me it feels different and relaxing and happy too Goodbye, doom scroll blues. I must really be onto something here. My heart feels brighter and my head feels clear. Yes, there is freedom when we're truly unbound. So let's smash all the phones and burn it all down. Maybe taking this a little too far Destroying your phone may feel quite bizarre But so is Facebook and Insta and TikTok too So later to the doomscroll blues No more of those doomscroll blues Goodbye to my doomscroll blues there's Brittany Parker wrapping things up for us tonight, but before we shuffle off into the Esther hours, Brother Bookham steps in with a parting reminder. Like anything else, what you get out of the internet depends on what you put into it. And at The Strand, we're using the internet over the course of the pandemic shutdown the way it was meant to be used, as a way of bringing people together and a way of bringing our community the whole world of information, education and entertainment. We're proud of that. And we're thankful to you, our friends, our supporters, our members throughout the community for helping us through this unprecedented challenge of the last 11 months. And with your continued support, both in the virtual world and in the real one, we plan to do even more in the months ahead. Keep up with The Strand as you help us keep up The Strand at rocklandstrand.com and through the Strand app available wherever you download apps for your phone. And as we race the second hand up the back of the clock, we throw out a quick thanks to Brittany Parker, to our guests Freya, and to my dear young people, the Strand family players, along with that fond SFL salute to the Strand fam dispersed worldwide, because no matter how far away you are, you're never far away. Coming up at the end of April, we'll be back on the air with our Light at the End of the Tunnel special. Till then... I'm your house manager, Liz McLeod, saying stay safe, wear your mask, and we'll see you again. All right, grab the brooms and clean up. Let's go! The Strand on the Air, electrically transcribed, is written, edited, and directed by Elizabeth McLeod, with musical direction by Brittany Parker. Our Strand family players are Lily Bonarigo, Olivia Vanna, and William Zahn. Technical assistance by Jesse Davis and Murray Thompson, with special thanks to the team at WRFR. This is Dan Bookham, speaking for the whole Strand family, wishing you good night, good health, and good entertainment. The Strand on the Air comes to you from the Strand Theatre in beautiful downtown Rockland, Maine.